a welcome to the Love Your City podcast. In fact, it's more of a welcome back. We have uh-huh. had a long break, Letitia. Yes, we've both been on sabbatical from the podcast. I wish the <laughs> sabbatical about- sounds so nice. From the podcast, yes. yes, okay. I just was dreaming of a sabbatical, just generally speaking, sabbatical uh-huh. from life and how nice that would be. <laughs> yep, you're too, <sighs> you're too young for that yet. Too young. Apparently. That's a compliment, I think. <laughs> okay, how yes. are you doing? I'm doing well, Good. Sam. Yeah. Good. Um, although it feels like the year's half over now. Well, we are into March, March. Yes. and it's autumn. Um, we're, we're here in Toowoomba and looking out the window and seeing a whole lot of rain, which has been mm. sensational. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Um, our land certainly needed it, but yep. um, we are very thankful for that. Um, I was trying to think of how long it's been since our last episode, and I think it, it's probably about six months. Does that no, sound right? No, really. Maybe it just fe- it feels That's so shocking. long because I enjoy it so much. Yeah. The sad thing is, I don't know if we should say this, no one's been writing in saying, when's your next <laughs> podcast? So either we have a very patient audience or yeah. they're just gracious and let us have a break. That's, but, um, that's, that's a really good um, point. But um, here we are, guys. Yeah. And I, I think at this point, it, it would be, you know, we're like anyone else. We need encouragement. So if you like the yes. podcast and you, you, you're encouraged by it, please encourage us in return. Send us a message on Facebook or some, some way to get in touch with us to say, glad you guys are back. Absolutely. We want to hear from you. So one of the reasons um, it's been difficult to uh, record is is because you've been traveling so much. I mean, you when I when I first um, met you and got to know you were traveling a fair bit, but that just seems to have multiplied by a factor of about ten. Mm. Um, tell us a little bit about where you've been and why you've been in those places. Yeah, I mean, the, the big place that's really opened up is Fiji, mm. uh, a place where I lived when I was fifteen. Our family went over there for a year to work with a church and to start a factory. Um, whoa, 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 hang on. To work with the church and start a factory. <laughs> yes. You probably things. need to give a bit more information because that uh, sounds a bit on strange. On which one? On the uh, factory. <laughs> okay. The factory. <laughs> the factory, uh, yes. yes. A, um, a family back here in Australia wanted to start a garment factory right. in, Austra- in Fiji. Mm. And um, so my, mu- my parents were particularly involved in managing that factory and okay. getting it off the ground, really to help employ local people, Fijians, and help give them a wage. So they actually, it's still going to this day, 120 employees. Oh, wow. And they yeah. sew um, the dryer bone coats, the Australian dryer bone coats, and also the camper vans, the tarp that goes over the top. Uh, just amazing. It was wow. amazing being there and walking around it. That's excellent. I think maybe when you talk about it in the future, you could say they started a business rather than started a factory. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. But anyway, keep going. Yes, now I get you. <laughs> so we lived there in 1990 and my parents put me in a school um, mm. and I was the only white girl with 500 black girls and nice. there for one year and left and loved it. Mm. Um, and But then all these years later, my friends have reached out to me because there's big issues, um, particularly with women yeah. in Fiji. So I went back last August just to do a presentation and mm. um, been back four times since. So Wow. Yeah, um, huge things. And what are those trips involved? Like why why the need to go back so often? Yeah, I I think um, a big issue we've been talking about is domestic violence Mm. and I've brought in the whole uh, side of pornography and how Mm. porn drives that and um, the fact that Fiji rates fourth highest in the world for Googling porn, they were unaware of that. (laughs) Okay, yeah. And and they just don't talk about particularly porn or sex at all. It's an island nation conservative. Mm. They're all watching it. They just don't talk about it. Yeah. So um, I've kind of come in and blown open the top off this, but mm. it's, they've resonated and they can see. Um, mm. Every day you're reading in the paper of old men raping young girls, grandfathers raping granddaughters. Oh. It's just sick. Um, mm. And because it's still small um, and a lot of village life and community life, everyone's just aware of this. So 
uh, particularly wow. the women, have gravitated around this message mm. in a big way um, and really risen up. So last um, last trip, I didn't go there to do this, but we ended up launching Fiji Free from Pornography. Yeah, wow. And one of my friends, good friends, is a politician, member of parliament, mm. um, and so she's really taken up this fight. Yeah. Just two weeks ago, she did a fantastic speech in parliament. Um, and so we've been able to gain a lot of traction very fast. Yeah. Um, and we've been getting media just most weeks. Um, and there's a lot of action happening. And tonight, the team without me is doing a second forum on the harms of yeah, porn. Good. So it's just great to see them taking it forward. And I guess that's ultimately what you want is for them to take up the cause definitely, and carry definitely. the momentum. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Are you going back again soon? Yeah, in the end of April. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we have been doing a lot of talks on pornography, on domestic violence, but helping just to help um, engage, get the church to engage in these issues. Sure. Again, it's quite a traditional church. Mm. Uh, the, the large church is the Methodist church and okay. great people, but um, very traditional um, and so just helping them understand what's happening in their community and how they can engage as well. And again, it quite often is the women um, wanting to rise up, but amazing male leaders in the nation too. So it's good to be working with them. That, that seems to be uh, the painting of the positive story, that the momentum that's been created. What are mm. some of the forces that are <laughs> opposing as you've as you've sort of ripped the ban- ripped the ripped the cover off this, what 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 are the oh yeah look especially out? whenever you touch pornography. I mean, we we're just messaging my team in Fiji this morning. All the women have been hacked their their profiles, their Facebook profiles. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're get, getting porn sent to them. They're getting their pictures made into porn, <laughs> um, and so it's a whole sick world. Um, so you're dealing with that, but then. There's definitely um, other people um, in the nation who are against us, who are speaking out as well. But, um, mm. yeah, you just, that's what you get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a big a big issue we're, we're dealing with. Um, but I think also the other issues are cultural, um, mm. the fact that they don't talk. Um, mm. They like to just sweep everything under the rug. A lot of tradition. Um, it's been a, a patriarchal society. Mm. Um, and so... Yes, you're, you're just dealing with all those little innuendos. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, um, Fiji, four times. I know that's mm-hmm. not been the only place you've gone. You've got some trips coming up. What are, what are some of the other things that uh, are coming up for you this year as you spend what seems to be more time on a yeah, plane than in your lounge room? <laughs> I know. I watch more TV on the plane than my lounge room, definitely. Wow. <laughs> Don't watch TV. Yeah, going to Dubai. Um, mm. Dubai Movement Day is coming up. I you know how you can tell if someone's been to Dubai? By how they say it. They say Because if you haven't, you say Dubai. Yeah. But if you've been, you say I Dubai. I noticed you were always saying that before fun, you went. It's a fun free fact <laughs> yes. for our listeners. Yeah, so both you and I were there last mm. year as observers, and that was um, very insightful. Mm. And so it's an honour to go back and just speak again into the issues of women. Um, over there and, and be a part of what they're trying to build. Um, they're aiming for next year doing a Middle Eastern Movement Day and just widening So th- this it. is Movement Day Dubai that you're going yes. to? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's great to just see them building on what mm. they've done. And mm. then I go from there to Salt Lake City mm. in America to speak at a big anti-porn conference. Um, wow. And I think people tap into our story because we're unique because we're working at this at a city level issue of pornography um, with our mayor and now at a nation level with politicians in Fiji. So um, it's, yeah, look, it's fun to go and be able to share the story and just bring a different strategy. Mm. Um, But also, gee, you hear some of the great speakers and learn a lot as well 
in that. Yeah. So, so also while you're in Dubai, I understand that you're going uh, as a part of the Movement Day Global meetings. So mm-hmm. there is a there's a group called the GCLC. Mm-hmm. What does that stand for, Letitia? Yeah, that's the Global Cities Leadership Committee. <laughs> that just rolled off the <laughs> I tongue. I must have written that up on my whiteboard or something so you'd remember. You may have. Um, tell us about your involvement in that. What What's the point of that group? Yeah, it's... They've, they've been going for quite a long time. So it's leaders involved in Movement Day from around the world. Um, might be six or seven years now where they just once a month have been um, getting together on a Zoom call mm. just to hear updates. And so um, I was invited on last year, um, just having already travelled and met a lot of these people. So, mm. yeah, it's great. Uh, once a year we try and meet at a Movement Day around the world just to have a face-to-face meeting. Mm. Um, and continue those relationships. So, yeah, in, it's just always inspiring and you learn a lot from hearing what's happening in other countries because it's very different to Toowoomba. Yeah. <laughs> I love it too. I, I love that those countries aren't all Western countries yeah. too, that this this move that's happening across cities of the world seems to just just transcend culture, transcend East and West. You know, it's happening everywhere and it's it's yeah. just brilliant. And um, Look, and especially the countries, um, the African countries yeah. and um, the cities in India, they really seem to be taking yeah. off in a major way. Yeah, it's way. incredible. Yeah. Um, there, so, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. so, <laughs> Sam, what have you been what doing? What have I been doing? <laughs> well, um, yeah. N- you've been no travelling to and from work. <laughs> it is a long drive across town. It that, is, that's yeah, kind of shocked especially. me. I've, I've uh, for our listeners, I've, I've changed jobs in the last twelve mm. months and have to drive all the way across Toowoomba. That mm. that twelve minute drive, mm. it's it's a killer. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, well, there's a couple of things that I'll mention. One of the things that I've really has really ramped up this year is this this part of movement they called the next move, mm. um, and it's 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 really looking at uh, leaders under 40 and, and investing in um, seeing them be part of this uh, city leadership, yeah. this, this city-focused uh, movement that Movement Day captures so well. Um, and it, was, it birthed out of a conversation between a couple of the leaders in Movement Day, realizing that maybe Movement Day had become pretty quickly an aging movement. And mm-hmm. so not Asian, but aging, <laughs> aging. Yes. Um, and so um, just a, a really intentional uh, uh search for and investment in leaders under 40 and so um I've, I've been involved in the south pacific region in trying to find those leaders um and and the way i've said it there it's like we have to work hard to find them what has been an absolute joy has been you don't have to work hard to find mm. them again the, the evidence of this being a move of god is there's so many leaders under 40 who are already thinking this way so it's kind of just been meeting them <laughs> i don't have to yeah. i don't have to try and convince them that this is important or anything like that they're all across our, our nation and across our region, the South Pacific region, the islands and, and New Zealand as well. Um, and what I've really enjoyed is is in, in the last month or so, um, through the beauty of technology, being able to go have face-to-face meetings with these leaders, hear their story, hear about where they're from and, and meet people who are phenomenal leaders doing phenomenal things in their cities because they serve a phenomenal God. Yeah. I remember when I was in Dubai, um, when we were in Dubai last last March in, in 2019, I was in the meeting with with the, all of the Next Move regional leaders who were there and I, I felt really out of place, if, I, if I'm really honest. I felt really out of place and I felt like I was among leaders who were punching far more above my weight than, than I was. Um, and... Um, and I remember saying to God, I don't feel like I belong here. And I felt like God said, this is not a pity party for Sam. I felt like God said, no, I want you to go back to mm. South Pacific and find leaders who who, yeah. who are in the room. And when I, when I pause and think about it now, that's exactly what's happened. So it's just been brilliant to connect with leaders across particularly Australia, but also the South Pacific and, 
and meet them and hear their story. So um, just drop a few names. Who are some of these young people that you've met? Yeah, sure. Well, the, the ones that come to mind, there's a couple of guys over the over in the West, yeah. uh, Armit and Steve, mm-hmm. Armit Kyra and, and Steve Scrimger. Um, both of those guys actually work for Compassion, but mm. uh, with their job with Compassion and, and they are passionate about Compassion, but they've got some incredible stuff happening, which we'll hear more about at Movement Day Australia, which we'll come to later. Um, but but bringing unity among leaders within a particular LGA of mm. Perth. So uh, I think Perth is is it consists of about 19 LGAs. I'm not mm. sure I've got that number right. Um, but breaking down those areas into LGAs and trying to bring the pastors together around those around those LGAs. And what what Steve and Ahmed have been doing is. Um, getting those L- the pastors of those LGAs as churches to partner with um, a city somewhere else in the world that it, that has a compassion relationship and taking those pastors on trips to those cities and trying to set up those those partnerships and so bringing unity through mission which I think is brilliant hmm. um, and those two guys are, are, apart from their work with compassion are just champions of unity champions yeah. of collaboration in 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 the city of Perth and in the LGAs that it's been great to meet those guys. Um, there's uh, there's a young pastor in in Ride uh, in in a suburb of Sydney uh, by the name of Mike Hill. Uh, he's mm. an associate pastor in a Presbyterian church, um, but again, just as a young guy, just really sold out for this idea of of the unity of the body of Christ in a location. And he's part of Together for Ride, yep. um, which is which is a group of pastors that meet regularly to pray for each other, to pray for Ride. Um, and there's there's some incredible stuff coming out of that. One of the things is this vertical village, uh, mm-hmm. uh, serving a vertical village. Um, that again, I, I, I don't want to say any more than that because first of all, because I'll probably get the details wrong. But second of all, I know this will be talked about uh, at Movement Day Australia, um, and uh, and so just an incredible project for the churches of Ride to work together uh, in mission. Um, uh, well, I, the people I haven't mentioned, AJ Hines in Brisbane. Um, there's there's a couple of ladies who who you've been talking with over in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, Thomas Holler and his wife, uh, who I probably can't pronounce the name right, um, over in over in Port Moresby. Yeah. Oh man, just incredible. And yeah. and then and then to go to the next stage after New York City this year, where all the next move leaders from South Pacific will go and join all the next move leaders from across the world. There'll be 500 of us gather in New York City. The next step is to f- each of those uh, 20 or so from the South Pacific to find 10 more each. Mm. And that's not going to be hard either. Mm. So um, that's going to be so much added levels of excitement yeah. uh, to see more young leaders uncovered and recognised. Yeah. It's, it's going to be phenomenal. So yeah. um, no, It gives us a lot of great hope. I mean, you and I are kind of stuck in the middle. Um, yeah. It gives us yeah. a lot of hope that there's good young people coming forward to continue on because this is um, movement day stuff is not a one-hit wonder. It's the yeah. long, long-term stuff, generational stuff working in your cities. Totally. And, and what I love too about the way that this is unfolding is that um, – we're not, you know. Sometimes, I, just in my experience in church world, um, one of the things that we do, which isn't isn't totally a negative thing, like I don't want to sound like I'm criticising it, but there is a segregation that happens. You know, mm. children, youth, young adults, young marrieds, mm-hmm. um, singles, singles, yes, uh, and then you know, young families, and then over fifties and elderly, like, um, and that's appropriate because there are different stages of life and people who you can relate with and all that sort of thing. But the cost of that often is that the segregation you know and we miss the power of the generations being together yeah. and one of the things with the next move that i love is that we're not we're not looking just to segregate all the leaders under 40 from those yeah. who are over 40 yeah. but really bringing them to the table and so um this isn't like i oh, want once you turn 41 which i did at the end of last year you suddenly graduate to become a real leader no no you are you are doing stuff yeah. you are a part of the team you're part of the the family of leaders that god has in a city 
and we want to be really careful to make sure that that's mm. that's um that's part of this culture yeah. so that that's been exciting too yeah um that was the first thing the second yes. thing i wanted to mention yes. um I've read a book that I that I encourage our listeners to check out. It's called Patient Ferment. It's by a guy called Alan Kreider or Kreider, K R E I D E R. Um, Patient Ferment, and um, the, the the thesis of the book, which which fascinated me, you know, I was given uh, this book by Dave Benson, who's a who's a Movement Day guy as well. Um, the thesis was that that ex- the the phenomenal expansion of the church between the ascension of Jesus and the ascension of Constantine so that first 300 years was not because of an evangelistic fervor and it was not because of a, a really worked out um, brilliant missional strategy but the way that the church mm. grew phenomenally was because the, the, the my words my paraphrase the people of God being the people of God mm. they were serious about discipleship they were serious about spiritual formation they were serious about seeing people who had been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light embracing this new kingdom culture that they were a part of um, and they were really serious about that to the point where you know people weren't allowed to come to worship services until they'd been catechized which means you know taught the the, the, mm. the 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 essentials of the faith and and that would be followed by baptism and then you were invited to come to the church service and that, that's just so foreign to us in 2020 um, and not all of it's transferable but I think we are entering a time where you know that that cultural Christianity is dying churchianity is dying um, and and there is this move of God I think alongside this city move of really bringing the church back to that you know we, we are we are we are people of the kingdom we are uh, disciples of Jesus, apprentices of Jesus, and and uh, we are to grow as we be with Him, to become like Him, and then to do the things that He did. And uh, it, it's really stoked my, uh, I guess my um, fire to see the people of God in our city really come alive to this. And and they are. There's there's plenty of mm, brothers and sisters, yeah. uh, you know, in Christ in our city who who are doing this. Um, I, I guess I just long to see more and more of it, and more of it in my own life as well. Yeah. Yeah, it really puts a new twist on the attractional church. Totally. Um, well, or it takes us back to the original attractional yep. church. You didn't yep. need um, a big building, a yep. great show. It was your life. The mm. life of Jesus living that way is attractional. And that, that's the sort of thing that was going on. I mean, one of the, one of the common stories uh, in, in Alan's book that he retells from church history is the way that Christians did business. Yeah. Like the way that the way because they'd been transformed, the way they did business was attractive to other business people who would go, "You don't do business the way that we do business. Why is that?" And through these conversations, they would be invited to be discipled, and these these other business people then would come to know Jesus as they built the relationship with their fellow business people who knew Jesus. Um, and so and, and so the way that they that they did life in all facets um, in the city mm. was attractive and and um, at least curious. <laughs> Uh, and I'm sure not everyone liked the way that they did it. Yep. Um, and so I guess for me, I've gone, you know, the, the the greatest gift that we can give to a city is people living yeah. the kingdom way. Um, and so um, it, it's so great simple. book. Great yeah. book. Oh, so simple. Yes, absolutely <laughs> simple. Yep. So easy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No, look, my, my dad's been reading it. I've heard a bit. Yeah. I feel like I've read it now between you both go. of you. But you that's go. good. So what have we got coming up for the next few weeks uh, leading up to Movement Day? Yes, absolutely. So that's that answers the question a little bit. We've got Movement Day happening in, mm. in Movement Day Australia happening in Melbourne this year, not in Sydney as it's been in yeah. previous years. We're, we're going to be at Stairway Church in Vermont in, mm-hmm. in, uh, in Melbourne, just out of Melbourne, a suburb of Melbourne. 
on May 6 and 7. Uh, we really encourage people to get on that. Um, it will be a phenomenal couple of days as the previous years have been. But yeah, as we did last year, I think it w- what's going to be great is to connect with some of these people who are speaking at Movement Day, some people who are going to be at Movement Day, not necessarily on the platform, but have great stories of what God's doing in their city. So we, we, will, uh, we will have a bunch of interviews between now and then uh, with these leaders. I'm looking at our list, seeing people, you know, people that will be familiar to, to many of our listeners, Rick Prosser, Ian Shelton, um, uh, the, the ride guys through through Greg Whitaker um, and a few others there. Some of those guys I mentioned earlier, Steve Scrimger, Ahmet Kyra. Um, but um, look, lots of new people as well uh, with with mm. great stories of what God's doing in cities. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well, we w- might end it there for yeah. today um, and we look forward to being back with everyone in um, two more Absolutely. weeks. Absolutely. It's great to be back on air and uh, yeah, look forward to um, talking to you via technology in the very near future. Thanks, Letitia. Thanks, Sam.